Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast for today. We're talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from April the 22nd, 1989. I am sitting here with Doc and not Hardbody Harper, and wait till y'all hear this story. Yes. Mm. Harper strikes again. But before we go there, Doc, how are you this evening? Uh, I'm here, man. That You know, y- you want to know the... Uh... I'm going to speak to the people out there. I'm going to give a docaholic shout out in a minute, but it, it's it's hard out here for a pimp. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sitting here having a mango uh, truly. You know what the I trulys are? No, what, what the hell you're talking about? It's like a white claw, kind of, but it's a mango one. I, I was too tired to put my beer in the fridge today. I'll get into that in a minute. But you know, enough about me. We could talk here. We could sit here and talk about me chasing down a mango truly. Or we could talk about the fact that we are down a man two thirds at two thirds strength. Where's Harper, Mike? Uh, all right. So. <laughs> I guess five minutes before we were set to record, I get a text message. Bruh, 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 I, I forgot to tell you. Oh, okay, Harper, what'd you forget to tell me? Because <laughs> you know it's always something. It's never, it's never going to work out good for you when he comes <laughs> at you like that. You know that old Monopoly card? I don't know if it was, I think it was a community chest. It said bank error in your favor. Yeah. Collect 200. Nobody's ever had a bank error in their favor and nobody's ever had Hardbody Harper come at them like that and end up like richer for the experience. So <laughs> Would you like Rapper, to I forgot to tell you. What did he forget to tell us, Mike? He forgot to tell us that him and Mrs. Circle Circle Dot Dot were going on a four or five day excursion. So he was leaving tonight to go Circle Circle Dot Dot on some beach. Huh. Harper 
just did the Heisman around the whole thing and saw it as an opportunity for a, a beach getaway. Like he won some trip on Price is Right or some shit. Yeah, he won a beach giveaway on NWA Saturday night or something. So anyway, him and his girl, they're on some beach mm. somewhere uh, as of this moment us recording. And by, now, by the time you hear this, he'll be back. But at the moment, he's circle, circle, dot, dot. And that's it. That's gross. <laughs> and he tells us how many minutes before go time, Doc? Just write it. We're we're in gorilla, you know. <laughs> and Let me that tell you changes something. My, and that's that. You know that's. You know what that's like. I mean, that's like if you spend all week watching game film. I mean, I watch these episodes thinking, where can I set Harper up? Where can I, you know, where can I? You know, where what match could we deviate from the match and maybe talk about it, you know, him hearing a turtle's head bonking on the glass while circle, circle, dot, dot, and we would be okay. And so it's kind of like in football when the you've been preparing all week for the other team's quarterback and then they break their toe in pregame and now you got to deal with the backup. Well, that dealing with the backups usually not a bad thing, though. This well, but you know what I mean. It's like, but it's like, okay, so it's also kind of like when when um, Rocky switched, you know, switched switched sides in Rocky and started fighting. It confuses people, man. It's hard. Now I got to think about the show, mm-hmm. how I'm going to bring the show to the people different. But does Harper give a shit about that? Nah, bruh, he doesn't. We're still. <laughs> That's the other thing. If it had let us know earlier, we could have got Silva on board. And yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, at least your JV goon squad, your <laughs> whack pack, won't won't let us down. They show up. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's the highlight of their damn lives to get to be on this thing. Harper treats this like his own personal playground. Well, Silva does. Silva is. Silva's a podcast veteran. He's been doing boxing podcasts for years, to be fair. Years. Well, I've been doing wrestling podcasts for years. What's your point? Oh, my point is, I, honestly, I could probably DM Silva right now, and within 20 minutes, he'd be like, uh, if he's not circle, circle, dot, dot, and he'd get on. So anyway, do we know what beach he's on that way? Maybe we could get, you know, he down in Tuscaloosa. Is he down in Mobile, Gulf, Shore, Gulf Shores? Maybe over to... to uh, uh, Destin, gotta be in Gulf Shores or, or Pensacola, probably. I'm thinking that motherfucker's banging his chick on the bank of the Pontchartrain, ain't he? So it, uh, you want to know what's funny is he no, not on the bank of the Pontchartrain. He wouldn't do that. <laughs> I said, oh, that's nice. For four or five days, you're gonna go get drunk and do some banging, huh? And he goes, bruh, I do that all the time anyway. <clears throat> Just Jesus. strutting and cutting, pal. Strutting and cutting, brother. Sheik would be very proud of him. Well, I don't know, man. The Sheik's been popular on Twitter lately, but you told me you think that the Sheik fell down a drain somewhere. I think so. Um, He told me he fell down the drain and he'd be back when he gets some time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't shit. I'm an American. I don't give a shit about these commie bastards. (laughs) Okay. That's nice. All right. As we're rolling along. Want to give a special shout out to our largest patron contributors monthly, disrespectfully, Classy, Marky, Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry, and Joe Ice. Thank you for your generosity and your patronage each and every month. 
Um, haven't mentioned the Facebook page in a long time, so I want to mention it here. Facebook.com slash Book in the Territory. I post a lot of times clips of the shows that we review. Um, they're pretty much, I don't say every week, but I, I do post them as I can. So check out the Facebook group. I'm not talking about the, I'm sorry, not talking about the group. I'm talking about the actual official page. Another reason why I'm plugging the official page is because on the page, we're almost at 9,500 or 9,500 likes. So please go like that page if you haven't already done so. Again, it's facebook.com slash booking the territory. And then follow us on Twitter, something else I never plug, at BTT underscore podcast. That way you know when the shows drop, even though we consistently drop them every single Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Time. Uh, Doc, real quick, I got one, not a new patron, but a patron who bumped up his pledge this week. I want to thank Will Parker. Long-time Patreon member. He's been with us for a very, very long time. Thank you, Will, for bumping up. It is greatly appreciated. And with that said, I need to throw it to Doc to see if Doc has any Docaholic spotlights this week. Well, um, I do have a couple. One, I'm going to throw my boy Luka Doncic in there because he's giving me so much joy right now. Um, Who knew white people could play basketball so well? I did. Okay. Um, I wasn't sure. White Men Can't Jump was a phenomenal film back in the day. Just oh, so hell know. yeah, it was. That movie was great. You know the irony in that movie? I, I, I'm probably getting this story wrong. Is Wesley Snipes couldn't dunk a basketball on a 10-foot goal, but I believe Woody actually could. I love that scene where he goes over to get his money at the apartment, and they're all sitting there watching the game. And they get, uh, they get, they they forget that they're all pissed at each other and start rooting for the Root Lakers. For Lakers. <laughs> That's what yeah. sports can do, man. Sports brings people together, man. That's it does, and I'm telling you, we need it now. Here's here's my spotlight of the week tonight. So, um, first of all, I saw that Fritz von Mulkey was out there on the on the webs, and I don't know if he's listening to us anymore because he he seems pretty salty these days. But he said that he was talking about that the Black Crows were made for vinyl. And you know who the Black Crows are, don't you? Nope. Okay, they were a rock band for the last 30 years, 40, 30 sounds, years, 30 sounds years. riveting. Yeah, they were pretty popular. Um, you know, if the, I, I would know all the uh, hip, hippity-hop groups of their level um, to be able to talk to you, but I kind of need Harper for this, and, uh, well, he's not here. Um, anyway, he said they sound better on vinyl. I don't do vinyl, but their first two albums were amazing. So he made me think about that today, and I'm going I'm to shout out him and, and the Black Crows. I'm gonna, so I guess I'm shouting myself out. Um, and then... This one's personal, dude. This one is this one's this is a serious shout out here. Bruh. This online school thing ain't no joke, is it? It's hard. Bruh. So I'm shouting out everybody who's listening to this that's trying to facilitate their little kids learning, most likely while they're trying to hold down a job at the same time. You realize how dumbass your kid really is when you start doing this online learning shit. Then you realize how dumb you are because you can't work shit. Bro, I got a doctorate and third grade is whipping my ass. <laughs> uh, they don't do that. they don't do school like they used to. It used to be like, here's some words, learn how to spell them, and I'd be like, All right, I got that. This shit ain't the same. Uh, it ain't easy, bro. 
It ain't easy. And if you're, and here's the thing, you go, well, my kid's this, my kid's this, or we hadn't started yet, but my kid's this. I've talked to people that have kids all the way up to high school. My kid's down at pre-K. And all I've heard is that at some point, most of them have cried because they've been frustrated. <laughs> and here's hard, the man. thing. <laughs> and and, and you, we all know my heart, my heart is as hard as it gets. But, you know, ain't nothing softened up a man's heart than seeing his kids cry. And you look at them at school and you're like, I don't know. What'd they say? I don't know. Well, we're fucked. Yeah, it's a lot of work, bro. It's like having two jobs these days. It is like having two jobs. So you talk about, you know, pouring one out for the working man. If you're online teaching your kids, you're we need to pour one out for that working man. And let me tell you something else. This ain't the teacher's fault. The teachers are the super duper heroes because they're trying to fucking figure all this shit out on the fly. Yeah. Pull you, one out try, for them. you try having a Zoom call with 22 eight-year-olds. It's hard enough for Mike and I to do this with Harper. Try having two eight-year-olds on, and you're trying to teach them some shit? Bro. I think I, I was listening to the day. I think one of these kids was in the top bunk of a bunk bed and fell off the top on the Zoom call. Okay. So here's something funny. <laughs> My daughter told me somebody, somebody in her class was off a of mute and was on their phone and the, the that wonderful song WAP started playing mm-hmm. in the middle mm-hmm. of class. And then my daughter tells me somebody else fell down and all the kids were laughing. I can't imagine, man, being like elementary, middle, high school. This has got to be hard and hilarious at the same time for them. But anyway, yeah, imagine being one of these teachers. Pour one out for them. Man, we are two weeks in and we already have all these stories. Mrs. Doc has a, and I I ain't trying to, you know, we don't, we don't pick on the, people that don't need to be picked on but she's got a special education class special needs right and she's sitting there talking to her class the other day and all of a sudden out of nowhere one kid just starts playing the the violin off mute she's like so and so what are you doing he said playing the violin (laughs) do you know how to play the violin no i just got it Okay. See you later. Have you seen that meme where the where the teacher saying, "Can you quiet down over there, Billy?" And Billy's like, first of all, this is my house. You ain't gonna tell me to be quiet in my own yeah. stuff." Let me tell you something. <laughs> these 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 childrens and teachers are learning some stuff right now. So well, everybody needs to be just a little bit patient. A little bit, you know, slow down a little bit because we're trying to figure some shit out that we never tried to figure out before. Amen. But you know what? I didn't get on here to talk about what I dealt with all day. I really got on here so that I could talk about some wrestling. Well, I like wrestling. You, uh, hold on, Doc. Let me uh, get this video video version going for us. The people, the people, the patrons, I should say, they they love the video version. So I got to I got to share it's my it- screen with you. Pizzity patrons, and I'm gonna tell you the real, real reason why we're still doing this show. While we're after a day of online learning, 
online working, we're still here pumping out content so that people like Harper can go to the beach and, uh, you know, our patrons get served. Patrons get served. All right. So you don't have any other shout outs or anything? You're, you're good. You shouted out the teachers well, and students. Well, nobody, nobody. I'm shouting out Luka Doncic, Prince Mulkey, online parents, and all the teachers. That's, that's nice. my that's eclectic. That, that's my eclectic mix. And it would have included some five star reviews, but everybody's a lazy piece of crap. That's nice. Hey, if you drop a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it on air, so please do so. As of us recording this episode on August the 26th of 2020, we haven't seen any new ones this week, so if you if you drop it after the 26th, that's why. And just so you know, I do believe it takes a day or two for these five stars to show up on Apple. I guess there's some kind of... Um, I don't know. I guess they got to review it to make sure it's not harassing. I don't know. But it does take a couple of days. So if you've dropped it before then and it's not showing, that's why. But anyway, five-star reviews. It helps out with those Apple algorithms and puts us in a better place when it comes to rankings of our podcast that we've been doing now for five and almost a half years. And we haven't missed an episode. And the train keeps rolling. And by the way, while we're talking about doing this, Doc, I was listening to a podcast today. I don't want to say which one. Because I ain't giving out no free goddamn plug. They hey, let me tell you something. Right that's a that's an accomplishment in and of itself. Because between my date, my shoot job, and in educating my kid, I don't listen to podcasts anymore. That is gone. Yeah. So I, anyway, this, was a, this is the first one I've listened to in in it feels like a few weeks. But point being, and no, this wasn't Cornette, but but I know he's dropping a lot of ads. It was another podcast. And man, there had to be four freaking ads in this thing over an hour time. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, Doc, we've got these offers to do these ads and it just ain't worth it. It's just not. It's 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 decent money, but good Lord, you know, shilling somebody's bull crap. So I say all that to say, and yes, I am begging if you want to call it that. Become a patron. That way this show can continue to be ad free nobody's trying to sell you dong croutons nobody's trying to sell you magical clippers Wait, so, so you what dong croutons nobody's trying to sell you magical clippers that you can use the same damn clippers that you use on your hair down in that area nobody's trying to sell you snake oil we don't do that here the only thing we sell is old school wrestling which is what we do all day long every day so if you appreciate that and, and appreciate the fact that there's no ads, it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. To all the patrons out there who are patrons, thank you for your support. Mayor Goldie Wilson. I like the sound of that. That's right. He's going to be mayor. I have no clue why I went there, but I'm just saying I wanted to say thank you for your support. Um, Doc, can we get into Saturday night now? Hey, you want to feel old real quick? Oh, well, you probably won't even know what I'm talking about, but I just read a thing that said, Pearl Jam, you know who Pearl Jam is? Yes, I do know who they are. Their first album came out 29 years ago today. Hey, I remember Pearl Jam, Doc. Let me tell you like something them. about them. No, no, I didn't like them because they got rid of the real rock and roll, like Rat and Motley Crue. I ever tell you about the time, you know what song was playing when I went down on Jim Barnett's dick? Come on. Round and Round by Rat. Oh, Jimmy, baby, hit my tonsils real hard. Come. <laughs> Let's on. keep going. 
All right. So let's get into Saturday night on TBS from April the 22nd. I got the video review version going now. The video version goes out to all the patrons. Uh, JR opens the show, tells us everything we will see tonight as far as the matches go. More on that as we get to those matches for now. Uh, we then head to center stage where JR throws it to the brawl with Hayes and Luger. From last week, if you recall, we went off air with that. JR tells us the cameras kept rolling and they caught it all. I'm not sure why JR said we'll see what happened when we went off air because I timed it and I think we only saw about five seconds more of what we saw last week. But hey, I'm not here to disappoint. I'm not here to disappoint you. I'm just saying we literally saw five more seconds of time. And that was that. So, Doc, any thoughts on the opening before we go to the first match with Michael Hayes versus Greg Evans? I got a couple of things. Um, this is the first time I can really go, man, we saw a lot of recaps from last week on this thing. Mm-hmm. Feels like we're starting to introduce that concept into the mix. The other thing, though, that I was wondering is, is and we can, you know, we can re- revisit this as we go through the show, but is this the first free TV show because we've switched format here, not just buildings where they're having legitimate competitive matches. No, it's not. What was, I hate to disappoint you. You know this and you just don't, you just don't realize it, but mid South bill Watts did this in the early to mid eighties. Okay. He, he put main event stuff on television. Now he wouldn't have them go, 20 minutes in much in, in 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 like they would in the arenas but he you know 10 minute matches i mean you saw dog dibiase um they would go at it uh duggan and who in dibiase i mean he would he would give you main event matches he was actually i think i i, I forget who i was talking to one time we were talking about this topic and i think i think mid-south was one of the first ones to do it like that and Watts okay. would say it on his television. Watts would be like, look, you know, all, he wouldn't say a name, but he'd go, you know, you you turn it to those other programs and, and they don't give away these main event matches like me because, you know, Bill Watts is a confrontational son of a gun. So I, I, it's taken him a while. You got to remember, we're in 1989 now, so as you say that, you know, so think about that part of it too. There have been main event matches on like um, – not only Clash, if you can figure that's free TV. I guess you're talking about weekly now. But, you know, WWF did Saturday Night's main event and stuff where they give away main event stuff. But if you're talking weekly, I'd say Watts did it before they did here. Okay. And once again, Jim Ross, Bill Watts' protege. So there you go. That's just Mike's take. What do you think? I believe you. Well, in World Class didn't do it. That's for damn sure. You'd see, well... They would sometimes, but it wasn't consistent. I mean, you'd see fucking Mike Reed versus, you know, one of the uh, anybody who, you know, any over guy that you're like, okay, Mike Reed and Mike Bond's about to get their tail kicked. But anyway, um, any thoughts from the opening? Well, I'm going to refer to the video here. When's the last time you saw Michael Hayes make this quick a work of anybody? I don't know. He goes through real quick, man. There it is. He did. He was on Magnum TA time. Uh, it's funny you got that. I, I had that note. It was it was like less than thirty seconds, and I said he he basically magnum ta'd him and he spiked him like a football. <laughs> Usually, that, uh, I think GT. he doesn't like to work that quick because it takes away from his dancing time. But you know, he's worked up about this Luger thing. Watch him right here. He spikes him like a football on this DDT. 
Look at it. That guy takes it. Look at that shit, man. He came straight down, man. That's Dude. compression of the spine. Greg Evans on his head hard. Woof. All right. So with that said, I'm going to go to a promo now from Michael Hayes and Hiro Matsuda, unless you've got something else from the match. Um, I just thought that you, in that match, you had two guys who are proud of the stars and bars. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to the promo. Michael Hayes with Hiro Matsuda and Jim Ross. First major singles championship. His success has always been attached to the Freebirds in tag team situations with Lex Luger. I am sick and tired of you, the media, and the fans bringing up the Freebirds. The Freebirds. Let me tell you something. We were, and were is the key word here, the greatest tag team in wrestling. But now I'm on my own, and I'm going to squelch all the skepticism. As a matter of fact, you want to know the truth about the matter? I never needed Terry or Buddy. They always needed me. Now, Luger, what happened here last week? Now he cost me my job this week. But I got a meeting with Uncle Teddy Monday morning. We'll square that off. I'm going to tell you what, pal. I told you before, you're like 7-Up. You never had it, and you never will. And the problem with you big time is you can't stand a fact I'm the sexiest man in the world today. Oh, yeah. Now, sure, now they'll boo about it, right? But it was just a few short weeks ago when I got up on those ropes and started doing that bump and grind. And when I took it off is when it turns your woman on. And you sat there and applauded with them, whether it was your wife, your girlfriend, or maybe even your daughter. So the thing is, Jack, May 7th, Nashville, Tennessee, you're going to find out, Luger, that you can't go through me, Jack, because we're going to have the biggest congratulatory celebration party when I bring on the U.S. title, when the Nature Boy brings it back home, the world title. Because you know what, Luger? I can run all over you, all through you, and there ain't a thing you can do about it because I'm the hot child of the city. I do run wild, and mama, I am pretty. So mark it down. May 7th, Nashville, Tennessee. Just you and me in the DDT. Okay. What do you think about this? You said okay. I mean, it sounds like you got something to say. Well, he says he never needed Buddy and Terry. They needed him. That's blasphemy. But I know why he said that right now. But I don't want to say why. Let me revisit it when we get there. At the pay-per-view. I thought it was a great promo. He's establishing himself as the as the, the guy. He basically said, when I take it off, your daughter likes it. That's some heel work. That's some that's some heavy heel work. Um, but it's a, it's a setup too. The reason he said that, I'm talking about the the he don't need Buddy and Terry. I'm aware of that, but I'm trying to act like it's not. Yeah, no, I, I that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying anything else. Come but on. that line that line about I'm the sexiest man in the world, and your wives and daughters in the crowd were lusting over him, bruh. <laughs> He meant every word of that too. That wasn't. He sure, that was a shoot. 
was a shoot. He was literally injecting that. As we all have learned from you over the last few months, you need to keep your daughters away from the wrestlers. Yeah, keep the daughters away from the wrestlers. Okay, does, okay. So, but I got a question about that. So, you have a daughter, and you used to be a wrestler. If you were hanging out with some wrestlers, would they leave your daughter alone because you were in the fraternity, or is it just man, fuck it? I mean, she's she's a little girl right now. I mean, she's. <laughs> I mean, when she gets old enough. Come on, I ain't I'm trying not, to be. No, nah, I'm not taking her around wrestlers. Okay. Does that answer your question? <laughs> I think that does quite answer my question. It kind of makes me feel dirty to be a part of this great industry. Uh, that was a great promo. I mean, we're going to party. Rick's going to bring it home. I'm going to bring it home. You don't have it. I didn't need Buddy and Bam Bam. Just, that was good. I mean, I'll bang your whole family. What else do you want? Pretty much. That's what he said. All right, so keep that in mind. He doesn't need Buddy and Terry. And we'll keep going. So next up, we go to the Row Warriors, and they're angry. Let's hear from them. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to World Championship Wrestling. Uh, we're going to see a great tag team event. Ranger Ross and Randy Rose will take on Rip Morgan and Secret Service Jack Victory in just a moment. But one of the big confrontations in Nashville at the big pay-per-view spectacular, the Road Warriors and the Varsity Club. Here are comments from the former tag team champions of the world. Yeah, we lost our world tag team belt. We didn't lose a fair and square, but we ain't going to sit here and cry about it. We're going to do what we do best. We're going to get even. Like my brother said, we couldn't go to big colleges because we couldn't afford it. We don't want nobody to feel sorry for us. We are street smart. And we like being street smart better than any stinking university. You learn more out there than any stinking school could teach you anywhere. What we learn is self-pride, self-discipline, and we never give up anything for nothing. So Varsity Club, you enjoy those world titles while you got them because your days are getting numbered and the time has come for the Warriors to get back the world belt. Tell them, Hawk. Precious Paul Elring told me a mighty fine line. He said, Hawk, an animal, vengeance is for the victims. And victims is what we were in New Orleans. Victims are the likes of the referee, Teddy Long. Victims of the Varsity Club and Kevin Sullivan. So be it. Vengeance will be for the victims. Since we are the victims, we'll get the vengeance. I wouldn't want to be you, Varsity Club. You have the Road Warriors, the Legion of Doom, hot on your trails. The gold belts, they belong around our waists and everybody knows it. Now it's time for you to use your college education. Time for you to use all those brains. You say you're the best wrestlers, and you know all about wrestling more than anybody else. But what you forgot to add, my boys, is that we're the best fighters in the business. We know more about fighting than you'll ever forget, you stinking punks. You know, after... All these years of listening to Road Warrior promos and the many years we've done this show, Hawk's intensity is always amped up and he still scares me to this day. 
And that's my comment there. He he scares me, and I'll leave it at that. What do you think? Absolutely. And the other thing about it is, is that I liked Hawks. I mean, uh, animals promo about we didn't have we didn't need to go to school. We've got our shit the uh, a different way, and it's a way that's gonna mess you up. They always mean business, and I think that promo right there speaks for itself. And I'll and they're always ready to whoop somebody's ass. Yeah, they don't even need a reason; they just do it for fun. Right. We were on vacation and beat a few people up. Remember when they said that a couple weeks ago? Yeah. (laughs) They stopped in Hawaii on the way back from Japan and just beat a few motherfuckers up. Yep. Okay. Fuck it. So we go to. Go ahead. I just I, I'm really ready to understand what's going on with Ted Long. With Teddy Long? <laughs> yeah, because they haven't said anything else about it. So let's just just wait. We'll, he, we'll, we'll figure he, it out. He Constantine the the world tag team belts, and we don't know why. Yeah, they, if I remember correctly, it takes a while for it all to come out. And it's it's it takes a while. Let me just say that it takes a while, mm-hmm. and then he eventually gets suspended and all that stuff. But we'll we'll get there. All right, we go to the next match. We got Randy Rose and Ranger Ross. We got a barn burner here versus Rip Morgan and Secret Service Jack Victory. I am so glad he was here. He would once again bury uh, Secret Service Jack Victory with this whatever get up he's got on. But anyway, um, while Victory That's he was not- out. That's but, not a flattering look for him. Uh, well, again, it's it doesn't Secret Service Jack Victory doesn't stick around for long. Um, he becomes something else. I think I talked about it on the last show. Uh, while Victory is celebrating a small offensive maneuver, Randy Rose schoolboys victory for the win. After the match, Morgan and Victory put the boots to Rose and choke him with Morgan's belt. I don't really have much else from it. Doc, did you have anything? Can you show me ten fifty? 1050. I think we just went past it. Are you talking about the dive to the outside? That looked awful. Yeah, yeah here it is. So here, like, um, Rip over flies to the outside, and yeah. then here comes Randy Rose. No, the I meant the, the one before it where Rip just dove out of the ring. Oh, yeah, because Randy Rose barely hit him on the drop kick off the off the rope. Yeah, he like it. Don't I don't even know if he hit him. It, it's we, we we're looking at it from behind Rip Morgan, but yeah, he barely hit him. And Rip Morgan flies out the ring. And the reason Rip Morgan did that because he knew that next spot was coming. So he's like, I got to roll out the ring because I know he's going to hit me on the outside. So this is the beginning of a long partnership between Victory and Morgan, no? Uh, I don't remember how long it was, but they do that uh, New Zealand militia gimmick. But right now they're just Rip Morgan. Here's how bad, here's how bad service. this match. Well, yeah, where's the Sheik? Last week he was with the Sheik. Everything was airtight, brother. Jesus Christ. And then this match was so bad that I didn't even realize that Ranger Ross got in. And then now I see him in there. Because my question was, did Ranger Ross even get in the match? Uh, dude, I watched it. And so this I, is this is but this is the point. And this is where it's an interesting philosophy on how to book wrestling. Would you rather see four lower, lower, lower? mid-card guys go at it or would you rather see big talent squash enhancement talent no i don't mind i I don't want to come across but i don't mind this match i mean it gives you a variety 
This is fine. And then if you got some squash matches in there too, it's fine. Okay. I mean, it's it, this isn't the worst thing. The, the 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 gimmick is dumb, but it's not the it's not the worst thing. And the crowd's well, coming into Vact- it. Victory looks like Victory looks like a fat piece of shit in that getup. Because I, the that... getup is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, the getup is it. In Jack Victory, to be fair to him, how he got to this point as Secret Service Jack Victory is definitely not his fault. It's. You know, uh, Dennis Condry leaves. He fills in with him, for him. And then I felt like because they did that, the hand was forced. Okay, well, let's just do something with him. He'll be Paulie's bodyguard kind of. And I don't, I can't, it's like I don't blame him for this at all. Did you, do you just think like I don't blame him for the Russian assassin thing? Like when they had the, when they brought them in because the powers of pain left, like, it's just it's it's terrible for him, but it, I, I don't blame him. But go ahead, what were you asking? Do you think Randy Rose look? Not that Randy Rose personally, but do you think Randy Rose looks like the kind of guy who likes hanging out with the brothers? No. Okay. <laughs> Definitely not. Okay. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts before we keep going? Um. I don't think so. All right, so we're gonna go to a promo with Dick Murdoch shortly. But before we do that, they head to uh, before they head to Murdoch's promo. They show a replay of Orton defeating Murdoch with Gary Hart's help at the Last Clash in New Orleans, and then they show a clip from NWA Pro where Murdoch is double teamed by Butch Reed and Orton, and then we see a Hart interview with Lance Russell where Murdoch tries to come fight Orton and Hart. But Hart and Orton get the best of Murdoch. So, like, they're showing these really, Lance, really quick clips. Lance Russell, brother. Um, Lance Russell is... Which pay-per-view is it? Is it the Great American Bash? I don't know. No, that's Gordon Soley. I'm getting it mixed up. Gordon Wait, Soley. we're going to have Gordon Soley soon? Uh, it's it's not till the Great American Bash in the summer. The, the pay-per-view, yes. Well, hell, it's late April. Let's get there. Yeah, it's like three months away. But um, I remember the reason I remember it so well is because I think Shivani covered it on the show. Maybe it was somebody else. But I, I was I went back and watched it a couple of years back, and um, I was like, "Holy shit! Look at Gordon Soley." And Gordon was tremendous. Oh my god. But anyway, all right. So, any other thoughts on these? I, I hate to ask you this, but I'm gonna ask you. Any other thoughts on these replay clips that we're getting here? No, I mean, I just like to see, you know, Lance Russell involved. But And to be honest with you, before I play Murdoch, did you have anything from his promo? I didn't, but I didn't want to not play it if you had something. I don't think I did either. He doesn't really say anything. <laughs> well, he didn't take out his teeth like last week, so. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't. I'm just gonna skip it, it. It was very much meat and potatoes, you know. I'm gonna get you, Bob Orton, and it's disappointing because they're about to have a big match, and I was like, I think Murdoch could do more, but it just doesn't. I don't know. It really wasn't all that great. So we'll go to the next promo. We go to Ricky Steamboat. I think this one's solid. So here it is. Welcome back, wrestling fans, the World Championship Wrestling. The big date is Sunday, May the 7th in Nashville. The big pay-per-view spectacular, the Music City Showdown. And it will be settled. The World's Heavyweight Championship will be on the line. Here are comments from the heavyweight champion, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Wrestling fans, you don't think that I know what I'm up against. 
a man like Ric Flair coming after this championship belt for the last chance in Nashville on May the 7th. You don't think that my back is up against the wall knowing that this man is probably going to finish his career if he doesn't get this championship belt back. The pressure is on me. I've got to prove myself once again. The competition is knocking down the doors. Everybody wants a chance at Ricky Steamboat. Everybody wants a chance and they think that they can beat the Dragon. Well, Ric Flair, all these heavy duty competitors around the world that are after me have put my back up against the wall once again. This is why this is going to be your last chance. Chicago was a day for me. New Orleans was a day for me. But we're coming down to May 7th here in Nashville. Me, my family, you coming back for the last chance. I thought it was solid. What did you think? Solid. Hell, if they would keep him to that kind of script and keep it short, he's fine. Yeah, I thought it was matter of fact to the point, last chance for you, bro. You don't do it here, you ain't doing it. Right, but you got to have him, you know, set up correctly. I've said it since Steamboat came in. You're not here to listen to him promo. You're here to watch him. You're here to watch Flair cut ridiculous promos and those two do battle in the ring. That's what you're here for. Agreed? So what are, you, what are we going to do until we get to the pay-per-view? He's got to do something. Because he can't let Rick come out and just talk and not say anything. Then he looks even he looks like Boo Boo the Fool. Then. No, 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 no. When I say you're not here for his promos, I mean you do something short and sweet like this right here. And, and yeah, we're not that yeah, far off right now. I know we got to record that, huh? Uh, not not this coming Friday, next Friday. Really? I'd love to have the superstar on, uh, but Lord knows he might be going to another freaking beach that day. You know, I mean, you never know. Jesus, Lord. He's got to watch out with that circle, circle, dot, dot on the beach. You could get some sand in some places. You don't want to get it, you know? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I would imagine that I would, I don't know this to be true personally, but I would suspect that sand would irritate the, you know. Oh, oh I got you. Yeah, it would. Let's, let's leave it at that. All right. <laughs> The brown eye, if you will. The brown eye. Tonga, the Polynesian Savage, is up in a match next versus Trent Knight. Doc, any thoughts? Tonga wins very quickly. Um. Yeah, and it was just a suplex that won it, huh? Yep. I mean, it's Trent Knight. He's one of the the better enhancement talents in my opinion. See, that's just why isn't he, huh? He's one of the best. What? He's one of the better enhancement talents, in my opinion. Who Trent Knight? Yeah, I mean, just he gets in there, does his job, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my whole point is, is if if Tonga's going to be a savage, why is he? Shouldn't he be doing savagely ah, things? You're breaking up. Say that again. I lost you for a little while. If he's, if he's going to be a savage, shouldn't he be doing savage type things? It's his first match. Give him a chance, Jesus. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. All right. I'm not going to argue with you here. I'm just saying I have no problem with what they did right there real quick. Did Kamala come out and do some, did Kamala come out and do some catches, catch can to start? No, Kamala cut a freaking vignette that scared us to death as kids. He didn't have to have a match. Right. <laughs> they just ran that vignette everywhere. and He was, we were all scared of him. 
Bingo. Kamala. I'm not scared of this guy. Kamala. The Ugandan um, giant. Kamala. I'm sorry, it was Kimala at the time. They changed it. They they changed the spelling later. All right, any thoughts? Uh we're gonna go to Ric Flair now. You good with that? Absolutely. All right, here's Ric Flair. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Superstation TBS. Remember, five championships will be on the line at the Music City Showdown in Nashville on Sunday, May the 7th. And one of those championships, of course, is for the World's Heavyweight Championship. Here are comments from the challenger. Okay, Steamboat, showtime. Two weeks from tomorrow, pal. I can see it now. The nature boy going to bring every good-looking woman from all points of this land. The Stouffer's Hotel in Nashville, Tennessee, going to be the site of the grandest victory party of all time. Because you see, on May 7th, Ric Flair, six times. Think about it. Six times, Steamboat. Yes, my friend. Woo! You are the man. And yes, my friend, you did beat the man. But now, pal, the heat's on. Two weeks from tomorrow, buddy, you've got to walk that aisle. And in the back of your mind, pal, you know this time it's my last chance. And I won't be denied. Two weeks from tomorrow, Steamboat, you're going to be mine. Woo! You know, it's just like Rick. Before he talks about winning a championship for the sixth time, he's talking about the hotel that him and all his lady friends are going to be at where they'll celebrate after he wins his title. What are your thoughts? There's no reason to win a title if you can't set up a kick-ass after party to go with it. Come on. And it ain't just an after party. It's a... There's... I was expecting for him to say some shit like, there's going to be bitches from the all over the tri-state area. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, he essentially said that, but he didn't. But yes, Whew. I just, I just wonder what kind of backstage stuff is going on with him, where they're the the. Well, you got that Harper connection tonight. You keep fading out. Are you are you well, Ethernet or, or or what? Ethernet doesn't work on this computer, sir. Oh, I was going to say, you're, you're, you got that Harper connection going. You got that Harper and Silva connection going tonight. But proceed. Keep going. I just wonder if the suits are messing with him at this point. Like, here, have you tried this before, Rick? Because, you know, that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, we're here in April and you know, now. And you, know, and you know, Rick's like, look, I'm building this thing up to the pay-per-view the right way, pal. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there may be something to that. But I, I I don't I don't know at this point. You ever met a big boss that can just leave shit alone? Have you? Uh K brother. K brother. K <laughs> <laughs> K brother X Nay on the X Nay brother on the last commentary, bro. Alright, uh let's keep going. We got Bob Orton versus Bob Emery. Gary Hart Gary Hart joins Jim Ross on commentary. And JR challenges Gary Hart and says, why would you make fun of Dick Murdoch's dad? And Hart says Murdoch uh, wasn't special. He drank Murdoch's dad wasn't special. He drank whiskey and slapped women around. Wow. Sounds like a good, sounds like a good evening to me. <laughs> That's nice. You're going to hear more about them making fun of Murdoch's dead dad in a second. When we go to the Provo 
That's why I didn't play the commentary. But um, Gary Hart working stiff there on commentary and JR saying, hey, man, come on. Is that really necessary? Any other thoughts, Doc? Yeah, I was watching this match, and the boy walked through. The trail walked through, and he goes, that's Bob Orton. Cowboy. He goes, that's Cowboy Bob Orton. Oh, he did. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I kind of looked at him. Well, let me tell you, see, Dickie Murdoch's long suit is he is a wrestler. But Bob Orton. I wasn't supposed to hit play there. Now we're going to go to Gary Hart and Bob Orton. We spare no expenses on the production here at BTT. Here it is. As long suit as he is a better wrestler. So like I said to you, Murdoch, you get it together. You pull up all the guts you ever had from West Texas. And you ask yourself one time, are you man enough to go in the ring with Bob Orton and accomplish it? I say no. When you're laying there sleeping at night, Dickie Murdoch, and you're dreaming, and you're dreaming, and you're talking to your daddy in those dreams, you better wake up, boy, because you're waking and I'm going to give you, it's going to be rude. Your daddy was a has-been, Murdoch, and you never was. Was also the biggest Trump I don't, Okay, you made your point. You made your point, and nobody agrees with it. Ladies and gentlemen, right here on this on this set last week, the Iron Sheik made a challenge. We're going to talk to the Iron Sheik, but let's go back and see that. <laughs> JR don't like him making fun of Murdoch's drunk dad. Do you have any thoughts on that? I, I thought Gary Hart and Murdoch were great there. What did you think? Gary Hart's wearing that jacket that looks like he's like a 1974 college basketball coach too that was an interesting looking get up he had on it really was look at it what's that that's basketball a, coach that used to fucking wear that he uh, dug he dug dug them shits out the back wimp sanderson wimp sanderson yep that's him yeah yeah i got this knowledge yeah Okay. Any other, I've I thought Gary Hart was great there. I thought Bob Horton was just fine too. I love them making fun of Dickie Murdoch's dad. Anything else? No, I liked it too. I thought it was good. Yep. So you heard Jr. talk about but just remember, um, just remember. Back in the day, we left our families out of it. Uh, it, it trips me out when I hear these wrestlers say that. They have these wrestlers. And we're talking about old school wrestlers. They have the greatest selective memory known to mankind. They're like freaking politicians with their selective memories. It's the it's the most amazing thing. Because you want to tell the people why you say that? Why you say why you just said, remember back in the day, we, we didn't we didn't just we didn't mess with each other's families and promos. You want to say why you said that? Go ahead. Well, I know where you're my- going with that. One of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Arn Anderson, said that. And not only did he say that, and we love Arn, so this is not an indictment on Arn. We, hey, we always just, call it right down. We call it right down the middle. Call it down the middle. It's just pointing out the hypocrisy. Arn also said recently, I was listening to a clip from one of his shows. He talked about the 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 angle remember what Ole I'm laughing at Sheik he's fucking flexing <laughs> we'll get there we'll, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get there in a I was trying not to laugh either but then you start <laughs> hold on I gotta pause yeah. it <laughs> look at Sheik I gotta pause it because we're gonna see that again but Arm was talking about with Ole in his son and he was attending a wrestling events and Ar- Ole let the horseman down and if you remember Arn called him out in a working way on the show Arn admitted recently that 
You know, I kind of was actually mad at him because he was putting that first. And then I got older and realized. So basically, you admit that you that you talked about the man's family. You were working, but you just said recently again, you were actually serious. So it's it's just hypocrisy. I'm sorry. I don't know. Like to me, you cutting a wrestling promo, man, talk about my kid, talk about my wife. I really don't care. Even if you're telling the truth, if it gets you some heat, good. Whatever. Aren't we working here? Ain't we trying to draw money? Why the hell we got to have unwritten rules? This is wrestling. Damn. Maybe if you cut promos on people and their families along with them. And I'm not talking about making them the focal point every time. My point is, get some heat. If you got to see something is, slick. You're going you're gonna to use every tool in the toolbox. Yeah. Damn, I mean, these, these wrestlers with this selective memory from their time is amazing. Everything was airtight, brother. We never messed with a man's family. Really? Shut up. Okay. Well, they, we they got to they, well, they spin that narrative once they get saved, you know. Jesus Christ. To make them not seem like such dirtbags. Meanwhile, they were roofing bitches and trying to, you know, <laughs> you, you know. Oh, Meanwhile, we're, by, we're watching Sheik flex again from last <laughs> week. He's <laughs> such a buffoon. <laughs> I uh, Sheik, you, I flex. I put it up I, the woman. <laughs> you run number one. Uh, Jesus. Okay, uh, Doc, any, any, any thoughts on the replay before I get to this week's segment with the Sheik? I'll be honest, I did watch the replay on this one because it was chic. <laughs> I, I want to know. Here's what I want to know, as you've got it still on the still shot. Where did he get that shirt? Someone had to specially make that for him. He had to, they had to have a contact where they went and was like, hey, those can were you the print? Iron, Those have to be the iron-on letters because otherwise... I mean, he'd have had the FBI at his door in 1989. Yeah. Shit wasn't opened up like it is today, man. Well, I mean, there's the old story with Ivan Koloff when the FBI yeah. showed up at the arena one night and was like, you know, we got to question this guy because of the stuff he was saying on TV. And he, and he had to break kayfabe with the FBI. He's like, look, you know, I'm, I'm not really Russian. This is a gimmick, brother. You know, Ixnay on kayfabe, you know. And the FBI's like, oh, okay. Because he was saying such crazy stuff, but yeah, maybe that's iron on letters, and he just put it on the shirt. Because you're right, if you go, you go try to get somebody a print shop to print that up. I don't even know how it worked in '89. I don't. I, I, I'm speaking out of ignorance to t-shirt shops. I don't even know where you'd get that from without ironing it on in '89. So who knows? Anyway, uh, let's go to the chic now. Chic now, though, with Jim Ross. This is after they showed the replay that Doc and I were laughing at. Challenge a stinger for the television championship or a, a, a challenge with these Persian clubs. I have understood he has accepted your challenge, and Sting will be here next week to attempt the same thing with these Persian clubs. I wanted to let you know that right now. Well, first of all, Mr. Rice, that punk supposed to come tonight. He didn't have a guts to his off tonight, but I come from 10,000 ball to TBS, the strongest Stink, Mr. Stink. I know you are from California. I know you didn't have a guts to you show up, but I hope you show up next week. Mr. Rice, you know about Aaron Schick background. You know about Wolverine 
Mr. Steve, whatever your name is, I hope you show up next time. Right, let's see this. He don't show up. You don't have to worry he about him being here. He when he gets here next week, ladies and gentlemen, he's going to try. The Stinger is going to try to do exactly as the Iron Sheik is doing now with these Persian clubs. The Sheik has challenged him for the television championship, and next week Sting will be here to attempt this feat, and we will be back with our television main event right after this timeout. He pops me when he starts slapping his chest. And... <laughs> it's, it's so, and when he so balled damn in his ridiculous. head and then did his mustache, too. It was hilarious. <laughs> he, he's great. I mean, if they could just keep him away. I, do you think he's ever done the, the clubs, but with, like, handles of whiskey? I don't know. <laughs> Look at him. He goes slapping the chest. <laughs> He got that fat belly. He knows what I he's doing, know. though. Uh, he's he, he's a worker. He is a yeah. He is a he's a first off. He's a great wrestler, uh, illegitimately. But he he's a worker. There's no other way to say it. He works that crowd to perfection. He's and, an Iranian carny. Oh my God! He it's he's so great. It's he's tremendous. Uh, we can't. Did he call I mean, him? Was he calling him Stink instead of Sting? I couldn't tell. I, it, it sounded like it, but I couldn't tell either. It's it, it's because of the accent. You can't tell. But uh, he called out Sting, man. And you're done. And you're done. And you're done talking like Sheik. Is that what you're telling the people? I'm taking a little break. I'm taking a little break. You got a little. Do you have like a? Do you have like a? Like a little lump on your vocal cords or something? Or is there a reason? No, I'm good. I mean, I think you're afraid of wearing it out, but you don't have a problem wearing out all these drops. I haven't been playing. I don't even play drops weekly. What are you talking about? Okay. Jesus. Jesus, yes. Okay, well, we see a bunch of replays from the last couple of weeks uh, coming up in a second. Uh, One of them is actually from the Omni in Atlanta with um, Kevin Sullivan. Uh, battling Eddie Gilbert. I don't think that was actually a replay. It was just a clip of them two wrestling, but nothing really happens. And then we see the replay where wait, Missy wait, 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 wait. Was Sullivan busted open in that? Yes, he was. You could you could okay. see it. He 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 definitely was busted open in it. Um, uh, well, you can't see it right there. Yeah, but you can see it right there. He's he's a little busted open on the head. That's at the Omni. And then we see the replay where Missy Hyatt just slaps the hell out of Kevin Sullivan. I mean, she would you let him? Would him. you let her slap you like that? Oh yeah, it makes okay. money. I meant Oosh. if it made other kind of money. It's a Harper question. That's not a me question. Let's listen to it again. Here it comes. He's no man if you get my drip. He's a little boy. Well, at least he's not a frog like you. Oh. Dude, JR even he, he, JR almost got some too. Yeah, he had the back up. He's like, oh, but great, great stuff right there from Missy and Kevin Sullivan. So uh, that was a replay. We then lead into Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner versus the Samoan SWAT team or SST. Uh, the match is going on, and this is this is a this is a big time match, I guess, for the I was going to say studio, but center stage. You got four top competitors here. Uh, Doc, what did you have from this? Can we go to 3335? 3335. Let's see what we got here. All right, we're at 
Okay. What are we looking for? Right there. Yes. You know who that is, right? No. Okay. I'll tell you off. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. That's actually someone very popular. Oh. I was afraid we couldn't make fun of them because they were special. No. You you just don't realize who that is by looking at this person. I can't see it, dude. Is it Dark Journey? I will tell you off air. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Okay. All right. I can't see it. And I and I flipped and I flipped at this point. I flipped on watching this on my phone, and my phone is cracked. I can't see shit. So nice. Okay, Hopper. (laughs) Send me Uh, a new phone. You send Harper a new something every time he breaks something. Send me a new iPhone. uh, I don't know about a new phone. I mean, I could I could help you out with a headset. I could I could do do things like that. I don't know about a new phone, but I will say this. Um. That is going to be in that 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 person you saw that woman that had a sign that said I love Rick Steiner, is going to end up um, being a part of an, an angle with Rick and Eddie and Missy and all of this. So just there you go. It was, it was the first tease of that that's going to play out. And what happened? Did I lose you? No. Oh, you messaged me. Um, yeah. Yes, that, that you could have texted me and not sent it through Skype. I was like, what the hell was that? Uh, yeah, you, you nailed it. So there's that. Okay. I'd like to nail it if you know what I mean, uh, brother. Bitch, I think a lot of us would. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> so, again, we've we got Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner out there versus the Samoan SWAT team. The match is going on when late in it, Sullivan comes out and he starts dragging Missy Hyatt by the hair like a mm. caveman. Jesus Lord. Wouldn't you? And, no, I wouldn't. I respect her. I would not do that. Um, Spivey, Danny Spivey comes out too to help with the attack. So he comes out out of nowhere. Uh, Gilbert and Sullivan then start brawling. So we got Gilbert, Gilbert and Sullivan brawling on the outside. The crowd is The crowd's going nuts. They're loving it. You know, this is a big moment. You know, center stage, it's, they're alive for this mm-hmm. thing. Uh, the Samoans, because of the brawl on the outside, they end up winning by countout, according to JR. At least that's what JR said. Um, technically, to me, it could have been a DQ, but it wasn't. So, I don't know. Whatever. Everything wasn't airtight, brother. We'll leave it at that. It was a great brawl, and we're developing some personal issues here, so I kind of leave it at that. Uh, what did you have from it as they uh, wrapped this? Did you up? see Rick Steiner bite the Samoan on the leg? Somehow I missed that. Did you have a time? I don't. No, I don't. But it's funny because it's like we're trying to position these guys as savages, and Steiner's out there doing more savagely stuff than anybody. <laughs> I didn't. I did not catch that. Um, so another thing I didn't mention: Paul Lee is out there, obviously, with the SST, and he's on his phone. And and I guess we're supposed to believe that he calls Sullivan, yeah. who comes out and starts dragging Missy off by the hair and jacket. So again, and then Spivey comes out. So long story short, they say it's a countout. Well, Jr. says it's a countout and SST, SST win. But you know, you can see it if you're watching the video version. This the crowds are like, this is awesome. Like they are yeah. brawling. This was good. Yeah, it was good. They did personal issues draw money, brah. We say that all the time. Personal issues draw money. And they had a good old-fashioned brawl. The SST win. 
But it's no skin off of Steiner and Gilbert's back and losing because at the end of the day, you saw why they lost. And that's how you do things when a babyface team has to lose. You draw some personal issues because there's some, some heat and some friction uh, with what just went down, and that's that. So I thought this was good. Do you have anything else from it? No, I, I agree. The only thing I have a problem with is is this that late 80s, mid to late 80s lighting where they're trying to make it look smooth, but it's got that red tint in the crowd, and it just looks like a – they think it's production value, but to me it just looks like televangelist lighting. Yeah, but that's what you had at the time, though. I know. I mean, that's one of those things where you can't compare it to the lighting and production of today's day and age. I hate that, too. Well, no, I'm not talking about WWE, how they do it. I'm I need wrestling to be done in a dark room with one single light bulb on a string. You know who does lighting well, in my opinion? And this sounds crazy because they used to do it horribly. I think ROH does R- it well. ROH. The, the way they do their entry with the, the boards and the lighting, it's not, over, probably, it's not too much. Yeah, I probably like them the best. Yeah, I think I like their lighting. I just do. All right, so after Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner versus Samoan SWAT team, we then go to the next match. It is the Junkyard Dog versus the Red Devil. Red Devil is a masked man in black and red and a red mask with black trim. Uh, the Red Devil attacks JYD from the start and body slams him. JYD quickly fights back and hits the Red Devil with his old finisher, the Thump. Doc, there's not really much here from this. Um, JYD's barking and howling and whatnot, but... I don't have nothing else. What did you have? You ever watch JYD and get embarrassed about your childhood? Never. Okay. But I tell you what's funny. When you watch him right here, like Brian and I on the Mid-South Show right now, we're into uh, getting into late 83 or summer of 83, just past it, past the midway point. And it's interesting how like we look at it and they go, damn, JYD's gaining weight. And then I look at him here and I'm like, no, JYD's really gained weight here. But no, I don't get embarrassed because he had a great run. And this is not part of that great run, unfortunately. We'll leave it at that. Um, any other thoughts on it, though? Can't say that I do, boy. I mean, sorry, sir. Wow. That's, that's, I need that's to really apologize. Classy, I'm gonna I'm like I feel like I'm the Tom Brenneman. Oh God. <laughs> Let's I, go I'm, now. I, should, should I leave? I'm gonna take off the headset. I'm not sure if I'm ever gonna be I mean, boy, I don't have anything else, sir. And I'm just, I'm tired, you know. We're going to go to JYD, who is interrupted by Gary Hart and the Great Muda. Here it is. Yeah, buddy. As I said, on uh, Sunday, May the 7th in Nashville, at our big Music City showdown, the Junkyard Dog will be facing the undefeated Great Muta. And J.Y., I want to tell you something. Your style and his style completely on opposite ends of the spectrum. It's going to be a great challenge for you, big man. Well, you know, back in the early 70s and the late 80s, I had the opportunity to wrestle his daddy, which was the great Kabuki. And he never could put me out. Nine cents of the sun, along with this. Hold it, baby. Hold it. You're not invited to this party, man. I don't. I want to keep us keep this civil, if we could, please. my promise. I just want to hear what this uh, nappy-headed character got to say. Don't get too deep, baby. Get a little deep now. Let me tell you something. There was one thing that the great Kabuki 
Mota's father never accomplished, and it was retiring you. But very soon, we are going to retire you. You've been a big name wrestler for many years. You beat just about everybody in the sport, including his daddy. But you ain't going to beat him. We're going to find out if Kakalaka can still Kaka. Got something special for you, brother. your point, and I'd like to be able to continue this interview, please. Hey, you the boss. All right. Let, let me tell you I apologize for that. I'm going to tell you something, Ross. This man can't come to the ring like a cabbage all here and no rear. He's going to have to bring something to get something. And when I come out of the alley, baby, I'm going to come out with both guns loaded. I'm not going to hold a spit from the lip. I'm going to be shooting dead from my hips. All right. <laughs> Stinger will be here and will accept the challenge of the Iron Sheik. The Stinger will attempt to, ex to execute the same feat with the Persian clubs that the Sheik has made famous. Thanks very much for being with us. I hope you have a great week for our whole crew. I'm Jim Ross. We'll see you next Saturday right here in the Superstation for World Championship Wrestling. All right. So <laughs> Gary Hart working stiff called JYD a nappy-headed character. Hmm. Wow. We just we just break all the rules back in the 80s, don't we? I tell you what I would have done. I would have had Muda missed him right there. I would have had I would have had Okay, so let's let's rebook it. Dog should have laid out Gary Hart and as he did so for that comment Muda missed him right after. And he's rolling around. We all know blinding the dog works. Let's do it again. Yeah. But he should have attacked Gary Hart for that comment. And then Muda could have missed him. That's right. Yep. We're leaving um, money on the table, man. We need to get in the boogie mobile and go back and save this Fed. And as you saw, that's how things go off air. So other than being silly and popping us, is that JYD's best promo since he's been back? It was okay. I don't know about best, but it was fine. All right. It was all right. I don't know, man. He's... I still can't get past that one with him and Hayes. I know that's going to nah, be. Now you one. see how I'd feel when somebody try to buy you. And he follows that up with, oh, no, we don't want no Toyota. Uh, like, come on. bro. <laughs> that was pretty damn wow to me. So I, I don't know. It's it's hard to look at that and, and then say. I don't well, think one. anybody that was out there was sober for that interview, though. Nah, I'm starting to think they were all drunk and high. Um, yeah. Okay, so we need to rate this thing. Before we do so, I want to remind you, if you're out there, please use our Amazon referral link. It costs nothing extra, and it is a great way to support this show. That link is tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. It is a great way to support this show without spending anything extra. If you're already purchasing things off of Amazon... You, um, you know, the show gets a little bit of kickback in return and on what you buy. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Give the link to the wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever you have, side pieces in your life. Tell them to use it every time they use Amazon. Do like our friend JBL Objective on Twitter did a couple weeks ago. Actually 
Put the link in the browser for your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, and have them use it. There you go. Tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. All right, Doc, we got like um, six minutes to go on this uh, video version. So I'll throw it to you. Let's make this one snappy with our ratings. Who are you going to give your rating to? Or who are you going to give your, what are you going to rate this thing? I'm going to give this thing 45 minutes of B, uh, wait, 43 minutes of B plus. All right. Uh, I'll go. I thought, a there was, I, th- I thought that I thought there was some good stuff, and it's just you know it's not going to end well when it's WCW. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a minus. I was fine. A very quick watch, 43 minutes. So I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. A, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a minus. Uh, I'm gonna give my Rolex. This might surprise some some of you. Uh, Michael Hayes has been wearing me out on commentary with it, but without him on commentary this week, I thought his promo was really good. I really liked it, and I'll talk more about it when I can, what happens later on in a few weeks. I like Michael Hayes here. He's going to get my Rolex. Who are you giving yours to? Man, we must be sharing this brain because I'm going with Michael Hayes too. He talked about the free birds and nailing daughters, so, you know. That's nice, Doc. Real classy. He said it, not me. Real classy of you. Hey, okay, so that's going to wrap up our NWA Saturday night portion of this show. Um something hit me today it's um you know it's it's um late august right now by this time time... is it that it's two and a half weeks from the beginning of the nfl season and it don't seem like it uh that's partially true too but something else hit me today so i was just kind of looking at the calendar and i'm like man we're we're just like basically 90 days away too from an annual tradition here on the show the 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 BTT How to Give Thanks at Thanksgiving uh, segment That's we true. play. This will be like the fourth year. Can you imagine? We've 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 got traditions now. Not only we're we five years old now, or you know, it's our birthday year. We're five years, right? We got the BTT How to Give Thanksgiving coming up in a few months. So that's a little teaser of something to look forward to. Actually, I actually was listening to that. I played. I have this the soundbite uh, clipped. I don't have the soundbite, but I have it clipped. I have it saved on my computer. I was listening to it over the last weekend, and I was like, let "Oh, me tell well, you, I can't wait to play this." Again. Let me tell you what a couple of you know some people out there are going to have to start thinking about. We got to start for those of us who have kids in this room. We got to start thinking about what Halloween's going to look like. How are you going to trick okay. or treat, motherfucker? Well, my kids are older. They don't do that. So right. <laughs> and I don't have during a pandemic, during a pandemic, are you really hot and heavy to take your kid down to Mall Santa and let him sit in the lap? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we how? I mean, these are real things that we're going to have to start dealing with sooner rather than later. Well, those are things for another day and another time. Uh, to be honest with you, but, um, you know, before we want to, before we get out of here again, if you can become a patron, please become one. It's tinyurlcom slash Patreon BTT. It is a great way to support this show. You get tons of extra content. You know, doc and I did a, a, um, clash recently. We've done a bunch of pay-per-views. We've got another pay-per-view coming up. The last one with, with, I was going to say sting, but steamboat and flair, the third match. We all know what happens there. Because we've all lived it. So we got that coming up. That's going to be great. But, you know, we've got a few more pay-per-views this year. We've got more clashes this year. We've done the live streams on our on our Patreon feed. So, again, it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. If you truly, I'm going to say it like this. If you truly appreciate the fact that this show is ad-free, 
You really appreciate it. And we ain't plugging bull crap that you'll never buy. 99% of you, if you appreciate it, become a patron and support this show. It's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Because again, I ain't blowing smoke. We don't do ads. We don't do it. First off, I don't think it's worth it. Uh, unless they offered us like a million dollars a year. Then, Doc, we might have to reconsider, right? Should I sell every one of these patrons so far down the river for a million dollars? You need the you would need the Hubble telescope to find them. <laughs> so if we got offered a million dollars a year, you'd be like, Mike, you need to go ahead and take that, and we're going to split this thing three ways, right? Three ways. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, two ways. Or is yes. that your way of kicking Harper to the curb for the million dollars? Well, I'm listening. Please proceed. I'm not one of those people that sits around thinking about shit that ain't going to happen. So why don't you go out there and, you know, beat the bushes and get us that million dollars and then we'll decide how to split it up when you get it. Well, that's fair enough. Fair but, enough. but, you know, we had those conversations early on when we were kind of getting to know one another. Um you know, I think I could get by for the rest of my life on a lot less than most people think they need. Oh, yeah. I'm a firm believer if, if like, I've always told Doc this. I'm not, not just making this up on the air. I've always said, if you can truly get yourself completely debt-free, I'm not talking car note. I'm not talking credit cards. That stuff all builds up. But if you can actually have a house that's paid for, how a car paid for, and and, and have no credit card debt, you can you can free yourself of a lot of problems. And it, to me, it doesn't take millions to do that, in my opinion. Because I live very cheap. Very cheap. Man, you talk so much about it, man. She's like, this motherfucker, he acts like we're broke. Dude, I don't spend money unless it's something I need. So... If somebody knocked on our door and said, look, we don't want to buy you. We just want, we want you to plug our products and we're going to give you a million dollars a year for it. It'll never happen. But if it happened, doc, we can keep doing this and we're going to get a million a year. Here's your 500. Here's my 500. How much of that are you going to, how much are we giving Hopper? (laughs) That's messed this up. Is, we gotta... This is probably not the best day to ask that. I <laughs> <Right>? mean, <laughs> you know, there's some things that there, there. In all honesty, there's some things to be discussed. There's the, there's a model that says we all three get it, a third. Um, there's a model that says you and I started it, and he came in later. So our intellectual horsepower fueled this thing. Um, there's a there's a there's an argument to be made that you do a lot of the grunt work. Um, there's an argument to be made that I do a lot of the strategic thinking. Um, strategic thinking. If you don't shut that corporate speak up, God, strategic thinking. What are you doing? Horizontally integrating with upper management? What the, f- you know, I mean, Jesus. Oh. Well, I'd always be let it said that I'm the one who came up with Smoky Mountain Wrestling, pal. I'm the one that came up with the top fives. I have some other ideas, but we're going to keep that for years six through ten. So, 
you know, well, you go get the million dollars and, and I'll help you decide how we split that thing. In the meantime, we, put, we don't have the we'll million dollars yet. We should put we should put Harper's cut in a trust and make him do shit like that movie Brewster's <laughs> Million to get his money. <laughs> or, easy, <laughs> or easy remember Easy Money with Rodney Dangerfield? He couldn't smoke or drink or <laughs> curse. <laughs> Okay, like... You can have the money, but no circle, circle, dot, dot for six. <laughs> That's it. That's it. No circle, circle, dot, dot for six months. You nasty son of a bitch. You'll get your money, but no, none of that. <sighs> anyway. That's nice. I this think... is why you listen to the whole show, right? Well, we, we do save it to the end. I mean, you know. Last week we had... Harper talking about his dad, his dog eating his dad's false teeth. We were talking about that the next day. God. Nasty. All right. All right, bro. I think we've blown our whole load all over this whole thing. We have. We have. So um, I'm not going to do the, the book it today. All right. We're going to do something here. I got something to say. It's oh, some no. trying times. It's some trying times right now. I just want to say one thing. Actually, two. Have empathy for your fellow human and just be nice to one another. And I'm going to leave it at that. And I thank you.